What's going on, buddies? Back with another NFL recap. It's your boys, Buds and Sports. Down a man today. No Dougie tonight. No All Dougie. Good, though. All good. Go. All great. We're, we're going to miss Dougie, but... He'll be yeah. back. He'll be back. Hopefully for the Dookie yeah. list. But... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll hear from him. I'm your guy, Spuddy McGee here. You already know. And I'm with my co-host, Frances. Yo, what's good? Francis here. Big Not purr. Purr. <laughs> Big purr. Francis. We are wrapping up week 14. Week 14, the week of blowouts and also blowouts turn to almost comebacks. Yes. Some of them <laughs> some of them I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah, there were some some games where I'm just like, "Oof, I don't know what to think of that one." Yeah, I I I'll, um, I'll, I'll get back on one specific game. <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, that I was not ex- I I was really expecting the beat down to last all four quarters, but yeah, we got pretty close in the end. And shouldn't um, have. But, but let's start off with last night's game. Mm-hmm. L.A. Rams versus the Cardinals division game. Very uh, important game. Very important game. Yeah, I, I had no. I, I had no. No preference here. Um, I just wanted both teams to kill each other. <laughs> you wanted a tie. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> I wanted a tie. You wanted the worst situation, nice. a tie. Because um, that solved yeah, nothing. Matthew Matthew Stafford did a lot better this time around than his first meeting with them. Yes, he did. I think that, that interception that he threw in that first matchup kind of threw him off his game. But threw him off for weeks. Time, threw him off for weeks. Know, Huh? It threw it on, threw him off for weeks. Like oh, after yeah, that game, yeah. he he wasn't playing the high quality he usually plays. No, you're right. Matthew Stafford's been up and down this season for sure. Yeah, he's definitely sure. had streaks, more streaks than anything. Very streaky. So if if the Rams are expecting to make a deep run into the playoffs, they're gonna have to catch Matthew Stafford at his best mm-hmm. for the next three four weeks. You know exactly. But um, also. If they're able to do this to teams they already played, like let's just say yeah. they meet up with the Packers again, like they, mm-hmm. they they don't they basically be better than how they played the first time. That's a good thing. That's that's a good thing for the Rams yeah. at least. Yeah, no, for real. And and Odell Beckham has three touchdowns in three games. Hmm. So hmm. he's fitting right into that offense and already scoring points for them. You know, he had seven targets last night, six receptions, seven, yeah. seven yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, obviously, Cooper Cup <clears throat> is always going to be <clears throat> the main guy there. Best receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah. 15 targets. He caught 13 of them, 123 yards and a touchdown. Like He just keeps producing. And the thing is, the type of passes that he's catching, it's a lot of underplays, like five yard plays. And he makes into like 15 yards, 20 yards. Yeah. Yards after catch. Yeah. Yeah, He's just an all around great receiver. mm -hmm. Yeah. He doesn't mind getting in in the the dirty work with the lower the catches. He doesn't have to be. I'm going to just go run downfield and get it. He's doing his best route right maker right now. Route yeah. runner. Yeah. 
It's, it's hard. It's very hard to argue that because if he's getting this type of production, it's because he's getting open a lot. I, I mean, yeah. You, if you see his route running, it look like it makes me mad <laughs> because yeah. he's just like so efficient. Like, ugh, how how do you make it look so easy? He he makes it look like how the textbooks make it look. Like, yeah. Right? So it's like they say, okay, just do this, and this will happen. He's and it does. He's the goofy guy <laughs> in the pictures. <laughs> You're like this guy can't run a route. He's just he's just taking the pictures, and he's like, oh shit, he can fuck. Oh shit. So it yeah. is that hard. Ugh. I mean, you know, you saw it early on in his career that he had potential to be a really good receiver, but I don't think anyone saw him being this good. You know, and I think mm-hmm. getting Stafford has uh, improved his ceiling a lot. Yeah, it pushed it up way up. Yeah. And so. So when you have Stafford playing at his best and then you have Cooper Cup on the same team, it's a very hard duo to stop. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I I could agree with you. I never thought Cooper Cup was going to be this this good. Yeah. I thought he was going to be a very um precision precision based receiver. Right. Like what he's doing right now, it was really the yards after the catch which is I think surprising right. everyone and his speed and his you know yeah, using his body yeah. to get more yards. He he's tough. So yeah, you can tell. You can tell he's been putting in a lot of work, and mm-hmm. that's probably his goal is to be the number one receiver in the league right now. Yeah. On, on the flip side, Kyler Murray, a total of zero touchdowns, which is crazy. He <laughs> almost put up four hundred passing yards though. Very shaky. He's been playing. Well, it's only really yeah. been like second game, really, right? Or first yeah, said the second game second game back. Uh yeah. he had, he actually had a great comeback game when he first came back. Yeah, it was he against it was against the Bears, huh? correct? With, I believe so. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, it but, was. It was against the Bears. No, he he had a great game mm-hmm. uh, when he first came back. Mm-hmm. It's just uh I think, you know, when we were talking earlier, um anytime you are successfully pressuring the quarterback it does not matter who, what quarterback that is yeah you know yeah um if you're successfully pressuring them all night you're gonna give them a a, a long night and yeah i think that's what happened to kyler murray last mm-hmm. night the rams de- basically the rams defense woke up at least on the line side of things because that last game they were non-existent with kyler murray so yeah. he was able to throw all over them this time around, they woke up, they were able to put pressure on him, and uh, the results showed in the game. Right, and I th- I think that's the theme of this Rams team, and that's what makes them so frustrating and annoying, is on both sides of the ball, they're boom and bust. Um, mm-hmm. If Matthew Stafford's not having a good game, the offense is going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, if... There are there are games where the defense is non-existent and mm-hmm. the pass rush isn't there. When when you look at the roster, you're like, why isn't it there? Yeah, you have you have all these guys that should be performing, but mm-hmm. then you you'll get nights like last night where they actually play to their potential. Yeah. So, um, and and last night was without Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. So very um, impressive. It, it's a, it's a very confusing team, but mm-hmm. you just got to be careful with them in the playoffs. Exactly. Um. I guess on the Arizona side of things, I'm just like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they use D-Hop very well, but at times I'm just kind of like, huh? Is it more because he's hurt or is it, you know, just the type uh, yeah. of route that he's running that I'm just kind of like, huh? Um, 
I mean, I think last night with DeAndre Hopkins, it was an efficiency issue because mm-hmm. he was targeted the most out mm-hmm. of all receivers, even though AJ Green got 10 targets and seven receptions and over 100. He, AJ Green got the most yardage. Yeah. Because he was the most efficient. But DeAndre Hopkins had 12 targets. They, yeah. they did try to get him the ball. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I just feel like he's just at the wrong place, though, sometimes. I'm just like, eh, they yeah. could have used them a little bit different because. We know his abilities, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think when you have a wide receiver room like that, there should be more play calls to get him open, right? Exactly. Like, the defense can't just focus on DeAndre Hopkins the whole game. They have A.J. Green. They have Randall Moore, who has a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk, who has a lot of speed. They yeah. got to account for those guys, too. Yeah. And, and um, remember, Zach Ertz is on that team. And Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz is is also a uh, a guy that's they they started using right away as soon as he got there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's another offense that kind of spreads the ball around. Like everyone on the receiving end got high volume and targets when you really look at it. I think Randall Moore was he had the least amount of targets with four. Yeah, that's still but, a lot though. <laughs> yeah, for for being a fourth uh, string receiver, mm-hmm. um, that's actually a lot. You know, usually fourth stringers, they'll get like one or two. Yeah, at most um, three. At most, right. But even then, the effectiveness is James, in James Conner is pretty nice, though, despite yeah. Arizona losing. Yeah, no, James Conner's having a great year, and I think he's showing his, his ability to pass catch, his ability to get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been very efficient for the Cardinals, and he, he's honestly a huge reason why they're sitting at where they're at right now. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, when he came from Pittsburgh, everyone thought he was just going to be a third down back, and that's about it. I mean, right. that's what I was even thinking. I'm like, they're really going to make this guy just third down back now because Chase Edmonds is in the room. But, they, I mean, Edmonds is out right now, but they are already starting to, you know, utilize James Conner in a way that right. he has whole whole series to himself. Like, don't. Don't fact check me on this. <laughs> it does look like James Conner put on a little weight over the years, though. Um, mm. From his time, from his time in in Pittsburgh, I just remembered a skinnier version of James Conner. Mm-hmm. Right now, I see more of a power back type of type of. He, prob- and I, he probably got in the weight room. Um, I ain't gonna lie, he probably got in the weight yeah. room. That's yeah, good though. He, he, yeah, no, and it, and it shows. It shows because he he's a much efficient runner, and he can break. Like he he's a power. He can break tackles. Yeah, as well as be you know have good speed and and be evasive. So, I th- I really think he put on some muscle weight. Yeah, uh, over the last I, I thought so. I thought so. Because yeah. it shows yeah. it shows in his running, oh. definitely. But but in the end, the the Rams basically had control of this game. Yeah, um, yeah. By the second the, half, the part. it was definitely catch up. But James, yeah. I, I felt like them utilizing James Conner helped them <clears throat> get to that level. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was kind of like too little, too late on Arizona's end, and um, they couldn't finish it at the very end, even though they got the onside kick. Yeah, no, I think Rams are just the much better team last night. Yeah, they weren't gonna let the Cardinals. I, I guess you could say Rams somewhat outcoached them because they were able to get the lead, the, the yeah. lead on them, which is very um, different yeah. when it comes to McVay because usually he's getting outcoached by division rivals a lot. Yeah, so th- this was a huge win for him, for mm-hmm. sure. He mm-hmm. ne- he needed this one. He, he did. needed this one. 
Um, I know he's still stressing about the final game on his schedule, which is the Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, my stress is we've been on such on a roll against the Rams that if it comes down to a must-win situation against the Rams to get into the playoffs, I'm very nervous about that <laughs> because we can only beat them in a row so mm. many times. Like, like, hey, like any like any team, you can only beat a team yeah. so much. So many times in a row. It's it's all pro- it's a probability game. Mm-hmm. How many times in a row until that pattern breaks and mm-hmm. you finally take an L? You know yeah. what I mean? So we're we're on a <clears throat> we're on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. Um, Switching games to the San Francisco game. Yeah. Uh we could yeah, we could we could pivot to, to that game. That was a crazy game. Mm-hmm. Um it was way closer than I wanted it to be. I remember telling my brother uh before this game started, I said, My guess to this game. It, the score is going to be 20 to 17. I don't know whose kicker is the last one on the field, though. <laughs> and as the game was unfolding, I was I was like, no, the, I, my prediction looked like it's going to be right. They got to 20 to 20. The Niners kicker was the last person on the field, and he fucking missed it. So that's what took us to overtime. And um, no, this, this game, honestly... You saw great plays from Debo. You saw great plays from Kittle. You saw mm-hmm. great plays from Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Um, you finally saw pretty much the potential of this offense and the playmakers on it. Like Debo made a big play. Kittle made mm-hmm. a big play. Made multiple big plays for us. Mm-hmm. Kittle. Thing about Kittle is he got us into field goal range to win the game before overtime, mm-hmm. and then he got us in pretty much in in good field position once we were in overtime to, mm-hmm. to just kind of seal the game yeah but but yeah uh, i'm happy Ayuk is getting a lot more usage these days like finally that. i mean kyle shannon <laughs> fucked up my fantasy season but that's all right right it took about four or five weeks and i don't know what type of conversation they had ahead or if they even had a meeting about it but you could tell now he's out of the doghouse. He's actually he's getting targets. He's he's a part of this offense mm-hmm. the way he was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and and he's doing great. He's mm-hmm. doing great. Um, so I hope the Niners keep rolling here. Um, we did. It, it got really scary there at the end. I, I really thought the Bengals were about to steal this from us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After, after after we went up twenty to six mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So no, I mean. I mean, that's kind of how the Bengals' losses have been. When they lose, you see the moments of inconsistency in the offense where it's just like, yo, they can't even start the engine right now. But that's the threat of the Bengals as well is that they can put points like that. Yeah. You know, like they're very explosive, but they have moments of just not doing nothing as well. And that's what you kind of saw in this game is like, they're kind of, they were sluggish the whole game, but they turned it on when they needed to to try to get back into it. They had right. you know they had the chance you know the, if if San Fran didn't score, it would have been a Bengals win because they already had the field goal. Yeah. So like yeah. like the pressure was on San Fran. Bengals uh, turned it on within those within the last quarter and overtime to be like, hey, we're sticking around. Yeah. Um. We we started this corner named Tom I forgot his first name but last name Thomas and I think he was getting cooked too early in the game so we started playing a zone defense late into the game mm-hmm. and Bengals were picking that shit apart like mm-hmm. um Jamar Chase was able to to get his two touchdowns basically because of a 
of a zone type of coverage. Yeah. Like, you know, and and yeah, you're right though. Uh this Bengal offense is very uh much capable of being explosive. Mm-hmm. The same way as as we think you know, when we think of explosiveness in the, in the league, we use it, well, not this season so much, but we think of the Chiefs, like, mm-hmm. to be able to put up, like, points in minutes, like, mm-hmm. in a minute or two. Yeah. Multiple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with the I type of Bengals players, do. the type of players that the Bengals have. You know, you got yeah. Joe Mixon that definitely could take it to the house at any part. You got um, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. You know, those Zuma. are three, those are three great receivers right there. Yeah, and then you you're adding Joe Burrow recently to this roster, and and that's why this offense looks looks the way it looks right now. And like I said, to me, they're the dark horse team of the AFC. Yeah, I I really it looks like they're gonna make the playoffs. I hope they do. Yeah, but it, it's rough right think, now in the seating right yeah. now. I'll tell you that. Like, yeah, th- there's no settled seating right now in either division, so it's pretty interesting. But yeah, I. I I hope they do. Yeah, with the Bengals, you do see moments where it's like it's a little bit of inexperience in Joe Burrow's hand, but also the other half is they really need to address this line in the off season. Oh, hundred percent. So I think I think they'll piss people off if that's not the first move they do is addressing the line. Yeah, yeah, they need their first pick to be on that lineman. I don't care if there's other players that are needed. Trade down, fuck yeah. it. Trade down. Yeah. Go, down. go where it's needed. You know, because you need yeah. you need something there. You need you need some type of like a hey, Joe Burrow could stay in the pocket all day type of guy. Right. And right. um, going back, to San Fran. Um, yeah, your offense looking nice and without really having their number one back. You know. Yeah. Like you know, Debo still score every game that Debo's in, he scores a rushing touchdown. Yeah, he's your wing back now. He he's yeah, officially yeah. <laughs> became the whatever you want to call it, the H back, the wing back, the T back, the right. L, whatever you want to call it. He is that guy, and yes, it's sir. working right now. I mean, I really wish y'all had Moster in the mix because oh, who man, knows how the season would have been. You know, who knows how the season would have been. But I mean, at the same time, I'm kind of like mad though you barely utilizing Kittle towards the end of the season or yeah, or maybe like, or maybe it was find, purposely maybe it was purposely I don't know we we it seems like the offense made the proper adjustments a little too late into the season yeah like, when I say too late it's not too late for us to make the playoffs but we just put ourselves in a more complicated spot definitely more stressful it, it took us you know because yeah. like the last two games that Kittle been going off Oh yeah, you monster know? games that we expect from him. And yeah. but at, but it's not it, it's never his fault because he's willing to do whatever it takes to win the game, whether he needs to block or do this that. So, you know, people are like, "Well, he's showing up now." I was like, "Well, they're they're trying to find him the ball now. That's the thing." Yeah, they're calling his number now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, but yeah, no, it, it's just we got to remember, Kittle almost broke the record. He's a he's a tight end that almost broke the record. Was it receiving yards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In one game, and it's yeah. actually held by Shannon Sharp, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm still mad at Shanahan for it because I forgot how many yards away he was. It was not much. I thought it was a yard. He, he basically got there, almost got there in a half. In one half, I think he was almost to 200 receiving yards or something like that. Yeah, and um. And then in the second half, like Shanahan just, I don't know, he didn't realize it. 
or he just wasn't paying it. He just stopped calling Kittle's number and he, he never got there, mm-hmm. you know? And so I remember Shannon Sharp talking about it and he said he was, he was uh, kind of trending on Twitter and then he kind of like looked and he saw the stats at halftime and he's like, Oh damn, he's, he's going to beat it. Mm-hmm. But then in the, in the end he did it and he was kind of happy about it. <laughs> of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> Oh man, but the league cannot figure out Debo Samuel sweeps or handoffs. No, they can't. They I, can't. I think they really. I think a lot of teams just underestimate his speed. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to gauge. Yeah, especially when it when it's just happening, boom, boom, bam. It's just like, damn, this guy's coming out the corner real quick. Uh, bad angle. And then he, he'll tiptoe the shit out of that sideline. Mm-hmm. So like he he really gets on the edge. You know, yeah. you really got to get your eyes out there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if San Fran could keep it up, they'll definitely secure that spot, no problem. Yeah, but I think for the Bengals side moving forward, I think it's safe to say T. Higgins is the clear number one receiver. Yeah. Um, He's been... He's been really coming out on the second half mm-hmm. of the season as as a number one guy. He has the size, yeah. he has the speed, he's strong. Yeah. Um, and and it's watching him high point balls this season. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's legit. He started um, off the season with like a a gimpy injury, correct? From what I, I remember, I don't, I, I don't know. All I know is that the volume was always there since week one till now. It's just what was lacking was touchdowns. Yeah, for him because I think Jamar Chase was, was taking all of them basically. Yeah. But, um. You know, T. Higgins was definitely always consistently with the targets. It's just now he's actually putting a major yardage mm-hmm. as of late. Mm-hmm. They they found something basically. They're like, okay, we did yeah. the switch. Yeah. But yeah. moving on. Um, probably one of our first what the fuck games in a different way, in a different way with this one, Seattle and Houston. Now it really wasn't much of the game. It was who performed in that game, which was more like, what the fuck? Because this is more of a fantasy situation. Right. Rashad Penny. What the fuck? Rashad fucking Rashad fucking Penny. Like I just hear, I just hear slander of Penny this like whole season really, then finally he gets his opportunity and he shut everyone up. Uh, fucking who would? I know it was against Houston, but and I was still not expecting 137 yards. No, absolutely not. Not from Rashad Penny. He's never gotten anywhere close to this. Mm-hmm. Every time he's ever played, there there has never been flashes from Rashad Penny in the NFL where you're like, "Hey, there there's potential there." Yeah, so, he's just been a, he got, a, a bust. I, I, That's it. <laughs> That's the only thing. A bust. And, but damn, sixteen carries, one hundred and thirty-seven yards, and two touchdowns. I did not see that coming. I, I don't think Seattle saw it coming either. <laughs> I don't think so either. They're just handing the ball off because they had to mix in plays, but then he like starts gashing them, and he's like, "All right, yeah," because they're like, I, "I mean, they did whatever it took to not put the ball in his hands till this point." Yeah, pretty much. And they're like, "Wait, wait, wait! You were like this despite you gaining weight," and he's like, "Yeah, you yeah, fuckers." Like when, when I heard Collins were, was out for this game, I was like, "Okay, so if the Seahawks are gonna win this game, which I feel like they are." It's it's it has to come from Russell Wilson and his receivers, like 
I was like, who's gonna fucking score, Rashad Penny? Like, who's gonna <laughs> run all over Rashad Penny? And he did. Hey, hey, he did it. <laughs> but also his um, oh, well, at least one receiver did. Tyler Lockett again. Oh my god. Tyler Lockett again, 142 yards. <sighs> you know, uh, for for you fantasy players out there, uh, one of the number one rules is you're not you're never supposed to be done with a player for the rest of the season, right? <laughs> But it's really fucking hard not to be done with DK Metcalf. It's not I, not his year. <laughs> I don't year. know what is the issue. I don't know if it's him that can't get open. But I just don't believe a guy that big and that fast is struggling to get catches and targets and touchdowns. Like, what happened? Maybe there's what a happened? chemistry issue with um, DK and Russ. I, I would not be surprised, and I and I would not be surprised if it's because Russell Wilson just doesn't fuck with DK's character. Like, obviously, I'm just a, a fan, not in the locker room. I'm speculating, but from the outside mm-hmm. looking in, I, I don't think DK Metcalf is a healthy personality for a, a team. If you're trying to, like, if you're trying to build a culture around a team environment and, and the whole team as a team, DK Metcalf doesn't strike me as a team player, honestly. He he really just strikes me as a guy that wants to dominate this league at that position, and he literally only cares about himself. And he will get pissed if he's not getting targets. Mm-hmm. He will. He's that. He's that type of guy. So, I do think uh, Russell Wilson sometimes gets cornered into forcing him some throws. Yeah. Um. But like I said, even when he's forcing it, even even when Russell Wilson is actively trying to get DK Metcalf the ball, they're not connecting. Yeah. So I mean I, I don't I don't really know what's going on. I don't know what's going on, but it just whenever Russell talks about Tyler Lockett, it's very, very, very positive. Oh yeah. The fact that he called oh, him yeah. a Hall of Fame yeah. player. Mm. I was like, interesting. I'm not gonna give you that, but okay, 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 Russ. <sighs> Look, Ty- Tyler Lockett to me is a very special skill set and the- mm-hmm. I don't think Lockett or Wilson will be at, are as successful as they are without each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have a great connection. I've the- seen Tyler Lockett's toe drag swag too many fucking times. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he's the, but he's that type of receiver. He can make the hardest catches in the world. Yeah, in the back of the end zone, down the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a very fast dude. So that's why you get stat lines like five receptions, one hundred and forty-two yards, and a touchdown because mm-hmm. they're always ball. Bombs. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, you would think like they should know he'd run, he'd get the bomb, but people, people let it happen still. Yeah, you know, I know it's against Houston, but at the same time, you know, pretty impressive. Yeah, and honestly, they what they they, they ended up benching Tyrod Taylor right on the Texans side. Oh no, no, he was already benched this game. They started with Mills. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like they benched him and started Mills. It's not like Tyrod's injured or anything. Nah, nah, it's set set case. Mm. Houston's done. Okay, I mean to be honest, Davis Mills didn't do too bad. He, he didn't. I mean, he had to throw the ball 49 times, <laughs> but he got over 300 yards. He threw for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but but the Texans are tanking. Like, what else? What else is there to say? They're tanking. They they released a lot of players that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now they don't have a backfield. Your your leading guy is Rex Burkhead and Royce Freeman. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and t- in my opinion, it's not that it's Rex Burkhead's fault and, and that he's a bad football player. I just I don't think you can shine as a running back on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, no. Their line, their line's yeah. terrible. Their line's bad. Their line's bad. Uh, the game script most of the time when you're going against the Houston Texans is that the Texans are playing from behind, so that already kind of goes against a running back. Yeah. Um, and and I think Burkhead, we we've seen him have huge games, but we have to remember he was on the Patriots, and of course the Patriots are going to find a way to make Rex Burkhead go off. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, what was kind of surprising is this time around, Brandon Cooks got the targets and yardage. Yeah, he was he able just, to connect with Brandon Cooks. He, yeah, he he was able to get Brandon Cooks the ball because there there's been a stretch of games. I would say about maybe four games, five games, where Brandon Cooks has just been non-existent, very very non-existent and quiet. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, this this game was a blowout. Yeah. Seahawks rolled them. I just wanted to touch on the Rashad Penny situation because that was pretty. That nutty. was wild. Yeah, that no, wild. no one saw that one yeah. coming. But to a closer game and a very um, meaningful game for both uh, Buffalo Bills and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ah, yeah. This I'm, game. I mean, it looked pretty always close. It, yeah, it looked pretty dominant by Tampa Bay, but. Um, Buffalo turned it on at the end. Another another story like that. They turn it on at the end and were able to tie it up. Yeah. Um, yeah Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen filled out the stat sheet, including turnovers. <laughs> so. Yep, uh, he did. He did. yeah. <laughs> and and thing is, I predicted that. I'm like like I could see I could see Josh Allen do four touchdowns but two interceptions. Right. You know. But see, okay, so check this out. I don't know what was his stats before the game got close, mm-hmm. but Josh Allen ended the game with 12 carries, 109 yards, and a touchdown. And my thing is, is I get it. As a quarterback, you're not supposed to do that every game. Yeah. But but you've been hella not doing it at all. Mm-hmm. And 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 that, but that's part of your game, Josh Allen. Like you need to make the other team respect your legs. Yeah, and have them worry about it, and then that'll maybe open things up. Because if your running backs aren't getting it done on the on the ground, you need to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to win some games right now, Buffalo Bills are sitting at seven and six after they started off what five and one, six and one, something like that. Something similar, um, but they were on top of the AFC and the top yeah. of the AFC East, and now they're I, second and possibly not making playoffs now. Right. Uh, you know, for the first five weeks of the season, six weeks, um, they looked like the best team in football without question. They were dominant mm-hmm. on defense. They were putting up points on mm-hmm. offense. Uh, special teams was playing solid. They looked like a complete championship football team. Mm-hmm. And then after they took that L to King Henry mm-hmm. and the Titans, mm-hmm. they nosedived. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they it was the mixture of taking that L against the Titans and seeing the Patriots win three or four games in a row where they started tilting. Yeah. That uh, and people realize, hey, they don't got a running game. They don't got a running yeah. game. They don't got a running game. They don't, they don't got, got a running game. <laughs> I heard yeah. hey, I I I heard um someone say that the Buffalo Bills it was some radio show that I was like listening on um uh, when I was uh-huh. driving. 
Someone called the Buffalo Bills the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I'm in a way, yes. If on the AFC, they're the Vikings of the AFC. Because totally they can score. They're, they're not necessarily blown out when they lose. They just lose close ones. And they can't get it mm-hmm. they can't get the job done. They'll win by large margins, but when they really need to buckle down and win, it's rough. They don't do and, it. And usually when that's the vibe of a team, it's because they're missing a key piece to their team. Mm-hmm. Like they're missing either a solid defense. So for the Vikings, I can say this season has been plagued with not having a solid defense because you you went all in on the pass rush and your pass rush got injured. Yeah. So now you're having shootout type of games. The Bills, they're lacking a whole run game. Yeah. So that's why they stall out. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's no, there's no time control. There's no control of the clock, really. Um, I've said this before. There's no real running scheme where um, yeah. you can try to because when they even try it, it just looks ugly. Like no wonder yeah. no running back succeed succeeds because you know they they look lost um, run blocking. Yeah, it's like they're not being coached right to block, or this, like you said, the scheme is not right for the players that they have. Because they get and, st- they get stopped with like three or three or two yards, and they're like, "All right, we're done, we're done, yeah. we can't do it, <laughs> we can't do it." It's like, damn, like you don't have to run the ball in shotgun formation all the time. <laughs> it's because I think every week they got to go on social media and see fucking big ass plays from Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Nick mm-hmm. Chubb, Joe Mixon, Eckler, and they're just like. Fuck, we got none of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I get it. They they try to do the single back formations a lot, but yeah. it's yeah. it's not helping them at all. Like I don't know. I like I said, I don't know what they need to get done to so running bees efficient. But they have great backs back there. There's no, there's not a back back there that I feel like is garbage. It's just yeah. not. It's not getting it done because. I see I see potential that, you know, one of those two guys back there can easily hit 100 yards, I feel. Singletary or Moss. I mean, in a way, I, I, me personally, I think the, the room is very mediocre. But, I mean, when you look at Devin Singletary's numbers this past game, he only got to carry the ball four times as a running mm-hmm. back. But mm-hmm. he got to 52 yards. Um, So, like, I don't know why they moved away from him. Because he was averaging on on those on that stat line, he's averaging thirteen yards a carry. Yeah. Um. So if he was showing, you know, some big some big gashes, or if he was gashing them for a nice chunk, why didn't you keep handing it, handing it off to Singletary? I, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't. I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they don't have the best running back duo situation, but at the same time, it's like they're good. good like I've it's seen bad yeah. bad um committees. There's a lot of bad committees out there, but they're yeah, like Seahawks, Seahawks should have a, a worse committee yeah. than this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Texans have a worse committee than this. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you're right. You, you have a point. They, they have enough talent. It's it's just the scheme and the blocking. That is terrible. Yeah, because I, I don't know. And they they switch the passing way too often. And defense is like, oh, we've been waiting for this. It's got to that point now. And yeah. and it, it's it's getting to the point where the reason why Josh Allen is getting these type of yards is because the fact that defenses are already like oh he's passing the ball 
So yeah. they're not even aware of Josh Allen trying to run the ball. They're they're already they're already going back and pass. Exactly, and so what? Like the film room, uh, the film study at that point, you're just really ninety percent of the time you're focused on Josh Allen's uh, passing tendencies. Mm-hmm. If you if you master his body language and passing, like you can beat the Bills because mm-hmm. he's gonna drop back for almost fifty times every game. Yeah, and you know, add a little pressure. And mm-hmm. he'll he'll turn the ball over. But yeah, like I said, when when you're looking at the rushing stats to the Bills, Josh Allen had the most carries as a runner, and that was twelve. Mm-hmm. And then after that was Devin Singletary with four, and then Matt Breida with three after. So Zach Moss didn't even get a touch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Zach Moss has been inactivated that game because they they're going with Breida now. But yeah, whenever you examine um the Bills, they don't they don't hand the ball off enough. Like you, you get the play um, um, layout. It's definitely like eighty twenty right now. Passing. Yeah, they got they got to de- they got to mix it up. I I get it. You might not feel confident in your run game, but you have to throw it in more, mm-hmm. or else teams teams are just gonna play you yeah. one dimensional and you're done. Because I really think Josh Allen would be a great pa- um Duke where on the play action. Mm. Like I really think he would fucking kill that shit. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't do that when you have no fucking run game. Right. So, I think if the Bills, if the Bills either don't make the playoffs or they make the playoffs, but they're like one and done and they don't really make the Head coach is gone. Head coach is gone. There's either a head coach change or the head coach is going to immediately change his offensive coordinator. Yeah, it's either one or two, but I, I know he, the head coach is an offensive guy. Yeah. So, it's kind of hard changing the whole scheme if they just change the offense coordinator it's going to be pretty much the same i feel almost the same yeah Yeah. it might be a little different but you know we we've seen this process before and if they don't make the playoffs definitely coach change if they make it but don't get past the first round coach change like like that's how i see it because mcdermott been around for a while he's been around since Terod was starter and he he was trying to push out Terod for the longest. So yeah, finally he no, right. finally had his he has his guy. I know it's Josh Allen's like third or fourth year. Ah, uh, is it his fourth? I uh, want to say this w- is his fourth. Yeah, I mean, don't quote me on it. I want to say third, but if it is fourth, that's even worse. Mm. <laughs> if it's fourth, it's yeah. worse. Yeah, you know, if it's yeah. third, it could go either way, but. Fourth, yeah, the the coaching needs to be switched up because, you know, it's going to be yeah. like this next year and then the years to come. One running back's gonna not going to change him. Oh, we need to ha- hand the ball off. You, you, They need to do something with the line or the scheme of things. So he was drafted July 25th, 2018. So that would make this his third, right? 18, 19, 20. 19. This is 21. This is fourth. It's his fourth? It's his fourth. Wait, so... Wait, 18 and 19 was his rookie year. 18? Uh, well, it's, eight, and, it's 18. 19 and 20 was his second year. 20 and 21 was... Oh, you're right. Yeah. This is this is his fourth. Yeah, because he's this the same... Fourth. He got drafted the same year as Bake Bake. 
Yeah. Oh, fuck. Bake is in trouble. So. <laughs> so. Yeah. These are these are like the final years to your rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Shit, so. We're looking at that class, and you're like, "Is was it worth it?" <laughs> Wait, but did Josh Allen get extended already? <sighs> well, I think Josh Allen did. I think Josh Allen did. It's just yeah, I don't think Bake. Yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, you see more potential in Allen than Baker. And it makes oh, sense. 100%. So 100%. It, it, you don't go to Allen to make changes. You go to the, the coach. Yeah. Um, but, switching to Tampa, I mean, Tampa Bay's just <sighs> following the same script as last year. Classic Tampa. Get healthy at the end of the year mm-hmm. so we can make the, the push. I mean, fine-tune fine this car so we can mm-hmm. go – on a run. I mean, they did let Buffalo come back into this game, but we've always, I think we have all agreed that t- their defense is definitely not their offense. So, oh, yeah. The, yeah. The defense is the weaker side for sure. Yeah. So that happening kind of surprising, but not really. But um, when they need to get the job done, they got Tom Brady. You saw in the, yep. the you saw in the first drive of the, um, um, was it the first drive or second drive of overtime? And then he, uh, and then they drove it and it had that long ass play to was it Perriman? Perriman? Yeah, I don't remember if it was the first or second. I think Wait, it was the. I think it was the first because Josh Allen was literally sitting on the bench the whole time, and then once I- once they scored, you just see his face just go down. Yeah, I mean. Like Bills, if you wanted to win this game, you could not fall behind too too deep like that. Yeah, two scores and you're it's rough. It's it's rough, especially against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Tom Brady, what's sticking out to me on this stat sheet is he rushed seven times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So fucking Bruce Arians, <laughs> like I don't know if he meant by the questioning or he's really going to try to shut Brady down from running anymore because he. Because oh. someone asked him oh, about no. his rushing, and he's like, we're shutting that shit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He he was talking about keeping his quarterback healthy for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, that, that's enough of that shit. We got plenty of guys around you. Yeah, yeah, play. yeah. <laughs> I love Bruce Area. That man is fucking yeah. funny. He's, yeah. Just tells us how it is. He's like, yeah, ha ha. Fuck he, that. He, he almost got there with the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, he almost did. I was I was rooting for them uh, that year. Just mm-hmm. I don't hate them as much as I hate the Seahawks and Rams. So because you know, Cardinals, Cardinals has always been that team where it's like they were never good. Yeah, never good. So when they got good, everyone's like, "Hey, a real underdog." Yeah, yeah. They really yeah, won. They never won I mean, anything. Shit, I was really I, when Kurt Warner was on the team with Larry Fitzgerald. I was. Uh, yeah. I was, it was a heartbreaking Super Bowl mm-hmm. loss, but mm-hmm. uh, anyways, t- talking about this Bucks team um, again, it's very clear that Godwin is their number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, Fifteen targets compared to second in uh, leading in targets, which was Gronk, who had nine. So mm-hmm. Go- Godwin is by far the leading guy, like always. Yeah. Um, Got 10 receptions over 105 yards. I don't know why Tom Brady picked him, but he did. Mike Evans is still the touchdown guy, mm-hmm. uh, but low-volume low, low volume guy. Yeah. Um, And Leonard Fournette is getting – is still – I don't know how 
Do you think he rushed for a hundred and? I'm surprised. The Super Bowl with Leonard Fournette getting this type of usage. Did I predict this? No. Do you do you think that's what they'll, they'll continue this type of usage for the rest of the way? Yeah. Why not? It's working. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> it working. working. It's working. Yeah. Not only that, he did it in a different fashion this week. He ran the ball effectively. Yeah, he, t- he took straight handoffs. He mm-hmm. caught. Well, he got targeted. Still, he got to his seven targets. He yeah, just caught it. Caught it four times. But yeah, yeah. That, that's that's his average. But you know, it's really just the flip side that he could, he could still run the damn ball. Yeah, you know, he's running with confidence right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things because I, I felt like in Jacksonville, Larry Fournette got a bad name. Yeah. I mean, it's the Jaguars. Yeah. And, <laughs> that franchise. and from what you, you from what you hear um, while Tom Coughlin was like the VP there, it wasn't a good environment, even though he was calling out all these players for this, this and that. Listen. Thinking about the Jags in the AFC Championship this past decade, looking looking at that now, that was way more credit to the talented players they had on that roster. Yeah, yeah. Than anything else, it was not the franchise, it was not the coaching, and it was definitely it not the, Blake Bortles. It was not even Blake Bortles. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. But the Jags have fallen off, and unless a real coach and a real that owner, I think, has to sell it. Honestly, he doesn't know what he's doing. It, 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 it's looking like it because, like, he had confidence to say, "I want to bring fans back into the stadium to root for the Jags." He had all yeah. he had the right intentions. He's just not making critical decisions, and he's even admit that he wanted he wanted to do like a fresh, you know, um, outside in type of makeover when it comes to staffing. He just yeah. literally chose l- the worst bring a whole franchise back from the dead with urban Myers. Oh, God. <laughs> he started. And the thing is, I know a little bit of his Eagles telling them, don't do it just yet. We got to wait until the whole season. Then we got to let him go. Cause if, if he, la- if urban Myers gets another chance, fuck the jacks. Like Ooh. I get it. Oh, Oh, you mean get another chance with the Jacks? Yeah. Yeah, oh, dude, that that's the rumor coming out that the owners start is starting to say shit like, no, we're we're not making any changes. Right? Yeah, he's not making any crazy changes, and I'm like, I, maybe he's saying that so to survive the season. If he's saying that survive the se- season, great. But come Black Monday, where all these coaches get released at the end of the season, if Urban Myers is not on that list, and he yeah. gets a second, ch- oh, you're you're gonna see something next season that. Is unprecedented gonna, by the players. It's going to be Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is literally the Jacksonville Jaguars have become a nuclear waste site. Yeah. Do not do not go there. I feel like after that article came out, mm-hmm. I really feel like at least half the roster texted their agent and said, "Hey, what are our options to get the fuck out of here?" You know, <laughs> and you, I don't know if you heard um, Urban Myers on the podium and he was just like denying everything. Yeah, he and, was saying like it's my job to support my assistant coaches and blah 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 blah. Bro, he is here's the funny thing. But also he's but the, but also he uh, was trying to say whoever left that that source, I'm I'm a fire him. Like like you're kinda like yeah. you're you're kinda Bro. proving our point. You're proving our point. The funny thing is, and, and my brother pointed this out, 
when that article that article dropped, right? It dropped in the morning, and then by the nighttime of that day, not one player, not one coach from that locker room went on social media to dispute it. Nope. Not one. Not one. No, not one said, oh, what the fuck was that? That was that was a trash fake article. Like, don't don't listen to that. That didn't happen. Blah, blah. Not one. Mm-mm. Urban Meyer is the only one yeah. standing up there saying, like, no, it didn't happen. And I'm going to fire the source. Like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, you're just, <laughs> yeah, you are proving everyone's point. And not only that, it's like, you take a dump and go 20 and zero. Goose it. Goose it. Right after that. Right after mm-hmm. that comes out, you go out there and you goose it. Like, give give the ball to uh, fucking James Robinson six times the whole game. The whole game. After the you said, oh, we're going to use him. Way to keep your word, man. Way to keep your word. Oh, man. Urban, you know what? I thought the Chip Kelly experiment was bad. I thought there's been some bad coaches in this league. Matt Nagy, Adam Gase. Yeah. Uh, Chip Kelly, Jeff Fisher. I cannot even compare urban Meyer. urban Meyer said hold my fucking beard <laughs> so loud so loud it's like like he's he was that drunk frat guy that says you want to do that yeah. fucking give let me do it and he fucking yeah. did it like a like an idiot mm-hmm. and, and, the, but, the, and everyone's recording it right i mean we're, I mean, since we're talking about the Jags, we'll lightly touch on this game, but there's nothing interesting in this game. No. Uh, the Jags goosed it. Urban Meyer is a mess. Uh, Tenny- that locker room is a mess. Mm-hmm. Tannehill had a day off. <laughs> Tannehill what? Had a day off. Tannehill had a, yeah, he had a day off. He didn't have to do shit. <laughs> no. uh, De- Deontay Foreman uh, got a tub. Ryan Tannehill got his rushing touch. I mean, it was an easy day all around. Yeah, for the for the Titans, this is the best. This is the best game that they could have while waiting for yeah. other players to come back from injuries. Exactly, they're like, "Thank God we got and, the Jags." Thanks, man. Trevor Lawrence, I know, is going through a rough time. If your rookie quarterback is speaking up for his players and and going against what you're trying to do as a coach, that that's a big issue. You you made the rookie usually rookie quarterbacks. They're going to be like, "Okay, I'm just here to learn and or, like, get or defend their coach." <laughs> that's the thing like right. i feel like a rookie coach a rookie quarterback would defend their coach i believe what the coach says you know you hear exactly. that 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 little script but no i've heard like no we need to get james on the field and you're like wait uh, uh, yeah and he, e- even he your says, rookie quarterback agrees with this says, i support james robinson mm-hmm. he's one of the best players on this team and he needs more touches mm-hmm. <laughs> and the yeah. thing is i've never heard trevor lawrence really like be like you know urban myers yeah urban myers this you know no no, no. <laughs> i <laughs> like, like I said, I think the players are trying their best to keep it in-house as much as they can. Yeah, and respect um, to them. Yeah, you know, respect to them because they're acting like professionals. But, I, I, yeah, it's very hard to imagine that this locker room is happy there and that, that players are clocking in happy. No. You know, and, and this is why I said, I don't care what anyone says, the Lions are 1-11-1, are but they're better than the Jaguars. Yeah. They're 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 a more team oriented team and, and I and a better coached team. Yeah, because I think Jaguars have better talent than the, the Lions. Yep. But the fact that it's under Urban Myers and we've seen the disaster it's been so far, I have no confidence in the Jags. 
So like yeah. in, in next week, it's going to be interesting because I, I know what the next game for the Jags is going to be. It's going to be Houston. Oh, fuck. So you're going to basically see a shit show on the field. Yeah. I, I'm wondering who's going to win. Do I don't know. Do you think it's know. a shit show or, or a weird shootout? I think it's a weird shootout, but also it's, a sh- it's also a shit show. But a shit show, like two pick sixes on each side. Basically, uh. what the fuck? <laughs> and they're just going to keep on going different pan outs to both coaches looking yeah. confused. Yeah. Uh, you got the Texans that are actively tanking and you got the Jaguars that are actively trying to win games, but are imploding they're imploding it seems like they're tanking but mm-hmm. they're not <laughs> i don't know all right well that's enough of that garbage i want to get to your cowboys and washington game. oh um it's it was an opposite I, effect it was an opposite effect this week usually we are sluggish uh, as fuck and then uh, we turn it on this week it's hey defense do everything yeah, the defense had to have a huge game here. Yeah, so basically, we got basically all our main pieces on our defensive line back. Yeah. Which I was happy. Yeah. Everyone saw that in the first half, definitely. You know, uh, you saw the energy on that defense. Right. That's why we were right. up 27 points. And then by the fourth quarter, it was 27-8. Mm. But even all game... That offense was sluggish as fuck. Like um, they really, they really couldn't get too much going on the whole game. You got your offense has been in a rut for three or four games now. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm looking. Why do you think that is? A little bit with the offensive line. Like I said, we don't have the right pieces there. Uh huh. Um, I don't like the play calling one bit. It's it's looking like Kalen Moore's trying to he he out genius himself, I feel like. There's there's sometimes there's no reason because um Dak threw a late pick six. Obviously bad play by bad play by uh, Dak, but I saw that one. But the defense also that. perfectly like they knew that play. If, but wasn't wasn't it fourth quarter with four minutes left, something like that? Exactly. I'm like, why are we play calling this? I know it was a play yeah. action to get the the first down since it was the third down play. I'm yeah. still like, run the fucking ball, run it, run it. You're gonna you're waste about short. a minute because you're gonna punt it on the other side, and they still need uh, time to get to to drive, to drive with yeah. their third string quarterback. Yeah, I don't Wait, third string. Yeah, Heineke went out in the, late in the third, fourth. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then and then Terry McLaurin got injured. Yep, he Who's... yep he, he he yeah he ended up getting injured as well. So, like, why wouldn't you run that? See, that's what I'm saying is like, why didn't you run that ball? Like, there's no reason why. It it was a bad play call and it was a bad decision from Dak because it wasn't clearly there. It, it wasn't he, clearly he there. Tri- he tried to sidearm it and fit it into mm-hmm. a tight window. When yeah, because uh, the guy was right there in front of his face. Uh huh. And then, you know, I kind of got okay. You could kind of give him that he saw Schultz open, but he definitely didn't see that other guy coming from under. That's why All I right. said um, Washington knew exactly that play because. It was like perfectly done by the defense was perfect for that play. Yeah. 
it was it was one of those things where I'm like Dak should have honestly kept the ball just a little bit longer so he had a clear view and if he needed to you know run for two yards and take the fourth down exactly you know there's 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 ways around it but I mean that's what happened but at the same time I could I could criticize the play calling for that one because I'm like what kind of shit was that you know yeah like you could you could have ran basically the clock out and prevented a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But yep. instead... And then you would have put the pressure on them to score twice in four minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Which meant... Like... With the way the defense is playing, turnovers. You know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I don't know what needs to get done in that room, off the offense, to start playing right. Um, Play calling just needs to get a lot better. It needs to stop with this, you know, we could do anything, excuse me, anything whenever yeah. we want type of mentality. Because sometimes I get the feeling of that. And it's just like, no, you got Zeke, you know? Yeah, Zeke only got to carry it 12 times in a game that they were ahead. Exactly. That's why it, it didn't make sense. Like, yeah, and then when you when you look at their three receivers, Amari Cooper, Gallup, and C D Lamb, they all got high volume. So like mm-hmm. seven for Cooper, nine for Gallup, ten for C D Lamb. So twenty six total touches to their three receivers mm-hmm. in a game that you were ahead. Yeah, you're already by leading. Yeah, you're already you're already in the twenty column by the second quarter. Yep. You know, your defense is playing lights out. All right, let's let's take it easy then, you know. Let's make sure our defense get some rest and we pound the ball and possibly get some points off of that. No, no. Yeah. I was just like, at at halftime, it was 24 zero. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Zeke minimum 20 carries this game with this game script. It should have been 20. Yeah. 20, 25. Yeah. The fact that he got to 12 only that, that, you know, they do got to talk to, to your offensive coordinator and be like, yo, like, yeah, because that's been the constant problem with the Cowboys' offensive um, play, play play calling. It's like, yeah. why are you throwing? Why are you throwing the ball right now when you could be running out the clock? That's what happened in the Saints game. Why are you running the ball when you could run out the clock? And guess what happens? A turnover happens, mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. just like, why are you keeping this other team in the game? Exactly. You know, I yeah, like that caused the play turnover. But why are we calling that play? You know. That's why I'm like, exactly. I, I'm, I just wonder, I'm like, how much control of this offense does Dak have? Is he able to audible out of it so we don't have to do that stupid-ass play? Like, we're really throwing it in this situation? Or is he really just yeah. saying, being like, yes, we're, we're on this play, and that's it. That's final. I don't know. I don't know how much trust they, they got for Dak or how many how much uh, power he has. To yeah, yeah, because... Them throwing a, on fourth on f- fourth quarter and they have the lead by like at least two to three um, scores. I'm yeah. just like run the fucking ball, run out the clock. You could easily m- like milk it for like another minute or so. And if you get right. the first down, guess what you get to do? Milk the fucking clock. Yep. it's not science. Exactly. That's why I'm like, and it also go, it comes down. It also comes down to Mike McCartney. Like, dude, mm-hmm. you're an offensive guy. Get on your offensive coordinator and say, "This no, we're not doing this. We're running out the clock." Right, right. You like, know, like veto, veto that shit. Yeah, he's also being complacent to the play calling. You know, mm-hmm. so it's no, just that's, it's true. 
it, it, it's frustrating. But I mean, the positive of this was the defense really played great. To yeah, that game, yeah. the pass rush was there. It looked good, great. You know, I'm happy with the defense. It's just the offense, boy. Off- defense has been pretty consistent this year mm-hmm. uh, for you guys, and a lot a, that that's a lot to do with Mika Parsons. Yeah, Mika um, Parsons is gunning not for rookie of the year, defensive player of the year. Yeah, yeah, he he's been the biggest difference be- for you guys because on, he could be he could be on the line. He could play in coverage. He could be back at linebacker. He's playing everywhere. And with that type of ability, it's like, you know what? Why not him be a defensive player of the year? Because he's not yeah. just doing one position. He's all over, you know, he's all over the box. It, it literally is, for me, it's going to come down to him and TJ Watt. I don't think there's any other defensive player right now that I can put in that group. I, I really think it's going to, they are going to be the two finalists. I think there's one other player I forgot, like um, maybe Diggs if you want to make that case, but no, no, um, it was another person that was getting sacks. Oh, there. So the top three right now is Miles Garrett, um, T.J. Watt, and Micah Parsons because they comp- oh, okay. they compare the stat the stats. Both Garrett and Watt have more sacks, but Micah Parsons uh-huh. has way more tackles than both of them, and. Michael Parsons is at 12 sacks, I want to believe, right now. So he's not far behind them. And not just that. You got to – I feel like the the stat that kind of doesn't get accounted for is the pressures. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because pre- pressures, yeah, it's not as good as a sack, but it's it's almost just as effective. Yeah. when you – you really forced the quarterback to make an amazing play. Mm-hmm. And, right? he's been, and, and he's been causing fumbles as well, too. That's yeah. another thing. He's been causing yeah. fumble. He caused the fumble that led to the touchdown. Yeah, if he's if, so, he's he is the heart and soul of that defense for sure mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just but, good. It's good to see that the defensive line is healthy again and um, can bring that type of pressure again. Because for the last few weeks, since all those guys were on the IR, at times it got rough. Yeah. You know. Michael Parsons can't do do that all the time. So but, now now he could now Michael Parsons could literally play anywhere in the box right now and be effective. And be effective, yeah. No, that's very true. So it's um, it, it's good. On the on the Washington side, I mean, they were down this whole game. Like I said, mm-hmm. down twenty four zero at halftime. Um, if it wasn't for that pick six. It, it would have been even a, a larger gap in my opinion. Yeah, it's still it's uh, still it's still a two score game. You know. Yeah, I I think I think the pick six made this game a little closer than it should have been. Yeah. But when you actually watch the game, the Cowboys dominated on on defense. Mm-hmm. And Washington couldn't get shit going. Yeah, um, I mean injuries played a role into the situation as right. well. Heineke went down late in the second half. Um, then um, their best receiver Terry McLaurin was out. So. You know, yeah, they had to scrap together. Time. They had to scrap together some drives. So, yeah, like I've said um, before, speaking I, of another quarterback that got injured, unfortunately, Lamar Jackson ugh, against the Browns. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think that the way they tackled him was really garbage. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think you should have. Oh, I don't know why you had to do it like that. Yeah. But definitely seemed like he might have snapped his ankle or sprained it really bad. Yeah, um, he they they said he he sprained it and he's day to day. 
Yeah, so, I mean, Lamar Jackson, uh, we'll see how, how much that bothers him moving forward, but we know, you know, he's one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. He relies on his feet just yeah. as much as he relies on his arm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, Tyler Huntley doing his best Lamar impression, though. Yeah, I, uh, I you know, despite the injury <laughs> and how we didn't want to see it, Ty- yeah. Huntley really said, you know what, that first start, I was I was a little shaky. This second start, yeah. this this feeling's gonna be what I could really do. Yeah, and and Tyler Huntley got you know he was able to make this a game. Um, it's crazy the efficiency that Mark Andrews had this game. Eleven targets, caught all eleven, mm-hmm. one hundred and fifteen yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. And then Bateman finally has kind of a breakout game, not with the touchdowns, but with the he volume. reached his hundred yard game finally. I yeah, liked it. Hundred a hundred and three yards and. I I think he is a rookie this year. He's correct? a rookie. He's a rookie, and he and he was out the first half of the season because of um, uh, injury. It almost seems like we'll we'll see moving forward. I think for now they do still kind of want Hollywood Brown to be the number one. They got the same amount of targets, but I think if Rashad Bateman keeps performing and keeps proving that he's more efficient than Hollywood mm-hmm. Brown, I think eventually Bateman might become their number one i don't think it's eventually i think it will be because of the type of receiver he is okay brown is just that i feel brown is naturally a number two yeah and that's i hear you that's more of his play style and he fills in that role like that which is good because you need someone like hollywood brown on your team but the type the type of receiver bateman is he's number one all the way once he develops a little polish some skills here and there in the nfl standards Oh, he's number yeah. one. He's gonna be, he's gonna be a big deal. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, no, I mean he's showing a lot of potential right now. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that ends up panning out, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. We'll just yeah, it's just Hollywood Brown definitely is the better of the backyard ball play, which is the trend of the Baltimore Ravens team right now because of the lack of blocking and how plays break down. So, honestly, that's where Brown really shines, is kind of knowing where Lamar is going to go when he throws the ball when things break down. Yeah. No, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on the Brown side, um, for the most part, like, first half, the 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 control was, was just theirs. You know, they, they went up 24-6. Mm-hmm. Um, Baker Mayfield did end up throwing two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, he did like the yardage though. He, he, it's very hard for Baker to get to 300 yards. Um, yeah. Or even 200. He only got to 190. Um, and it's not like they didn't try to use Nick Chubb here. They, they gave him the ball 17 times, you know, almost 20 times, but the Ravens, you got to give him credit back to back games against this team. They were able to stop Nick Chubb. Yeah. Um, so that that's sometimes hard to deal with. A lot of teams weren't aren't successful at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, Donovan Peoples Jones, I think, uh, like he he's to me, he, I'm convinced he's if anything at worst a great number two receiver. Yeah. Um, he's he's very I, ever since his rookie year he stood out to me, and I I think he is a very talented receiver. I've seen him do toe drag swags on on the sideline i've seen him catch some pretty tough balls he has great hands yeah and he's pretty fast Mm -hmm. it's pretty fast Mm -hmm. um so i i think i think people's jones is gonna have a great career in the nfl um and but who knows who knows what happens to this browns team um i didn't even realize they were seven and six 
mm-hmm. they are very much still in the hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can they can still make the playoffs. Don't don't count the Browns out. This division is crazy. The whole AFC is crazy right now. Honestly, really crazy. Like we we're gonna finish even week fifteen and still not know anything. <laughs> Yeah, no, really. It's really going to come down to the last game, I think, for both conferences. Oh, yeah, yeah, def- uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, we've gotten to that point where the the teams we don't that aren't going to make it are definitely out. But it's right. the teams that are really in the hunt that are all sitting at the same records right now. That's where it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. But all right, let's uh let's shotgun through the last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um Green Bay, Chicago. That was Green Bay, a, Chicago. It was a, it was a it was an interesting game, but at the same time, later in the game, it we knew Green Bay was going to win. Well, we we knew Aaron Rodgers owns that team. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do give it. I do give props to the Bears. My and the game the game script in my head before the game started was. That the Packers were gonna route them. Yeah, like it was. It was just gonna be a at Lambo. At Lambo, yeah. At at Lambo, the way the the Packers defense has been playing, the way the Bears offense has been playing, I just I saw a high scoring game for the Packers only. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, the the Bears tried their best. They tried Justin their best Fields. The game. He's game better. What was that? Justin Fields. He. No, you're right. You're right. I I will admit that. But hey. Look at how many times he ran the ball. Nine times. Yeah. I'm and telling you, if if he does Jalen Hurts stuff where he's running the ball eight to 15 times a game and throwing it uh, efficiently, mm-hmm. he, can, he can win some games. No, def- definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because, I mean, uh, in the first half, you definitely saw him run the ball, get first downs, things like that. You know, yeah. he, was, he was making it a game in the first half, but that shit got quiet in the second half. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, he's still a rookie, but mm-hmm. he tried. He mm-hmm. tried. Uh, Los uh, Los Angeles Chargers just dominate Giants. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary here. Yeah, that almost expected. Um, what I didn't expect was well, I mean, I guess it was expected for some people. Guyton was actually the leading receiver here, I believe, over Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah, both uh, both Guyton and Palmer were the better choice. Um, than yeah. Mike Williams, so That's even crazy. even Mike Williams came back. You should have still stuck with your Guyton and Palmer with choices. Your guy and, no, exactly. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah. I got Guyton was still a good player. I, I it, did you see that bomb? Crazy. Did you see that bomb that Herbert threw to Guyton? But the thing is, is I was gonna mention that every time I see a Herbert to Guyton connection, at least two or three times in the past, they've they've been bombs. They've been and bombs. And, and that's the thing, like, I'm almost starting to see this type of relationship like a Russell Wilson and Lockett mm-hmm. because they've, they've done it so many times now and they connect majority of the times that they try it mm-hmm. that they're kind of they just have that perfect sync where Herbert understands Guyton's speed. Mm-hmm. Guyton understands where he has to get to to get to Herbert's ball. Mm-hmm. And and it yeah and that's what you get you get these bomb plays for touchdowns and Guyton has a handful of them in in his pocket already yeah yeah that was just an incredible incredible throw yeah yeah so i think Guyton regardless i think i think he earned he has earned some playing time yeah and definitely earned, earned some targets i've i've saw him i i've been seeing him as his number 3 there so but yeah. he he needs his um production to go up a little bit more 
I feel. Yeah. Get, get him to five to six targets. Yeah. Why, why not? Why not? Uh, five to six. That's all he needs. Um, um, Chiefs decimating. Geez, decimating man. the Raiders. I, I think this is the nail in this was the nail in the coffin for the Raiders. I think this is confirmation that they cannot salvage their season after everything that has happened to them. Yeah. Um, so I, I unfortunately they tried their best. I, I give the Raiders that. I give them props for trying. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, too many things happened and, and I don't blame them for, for having an off season for the rest of the way. But the Chiefs, mm-hmm. you know, again, their defense performing. Mm-hmm. Um some but now their offense came through as well. Uh, so this is the a little bit, thing I was hey, talking hey, about. a little bit. I I still wasn't as impressed with the offense, but they did just yeah. enough to be like, okay, they're not totally in the dump still. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It wasn't like a totally impressive Chiefs offense that we're used to, mm-hmm. but um, what's it called? Um, they 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 were able to still get it done, and and that's the scary thing about this this Chiefs team. I personally don't see them in the Super Bowl this year, but. If they do get to a place where their offense starts playing just as good as their defense has the last six, seven games, um, you're going to get a very dangerous team. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see if the Chiefs are able to really turn it on on offense uh, for the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree more. And both teams have like two to three more division games in the last four games, so. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a blood You know, I, I feel like that's the trend of the NFL that they're, they're – they have early division games, but later division games as well. Right. And I like it. I low-key like it because, it, right. you know, it, it keeps everyone competing all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it it creates exciting storylines at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I, look, I, I look forward to those games. Um, Jets and Saints, I don't think we touched on this one. Nah, but there's not much to touch on. Not much. T- Taysom Hill is a second-half player. Second half, uh, <laughs> but also just hey, a runner. <laughs> and, and, and a runner. You know, uh, he's a running back that happens to play quarterback. Right. <laughs> right. That, that can somewhat throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, Alvin Kamara got almost 30 carries. Yep. And that's uh, not really used in the passing game. Um, well, actually, he got five targets. Yeah, he got. Hey, he's still going to get some targets there. But, you know, they realize, hey, he just came back from the IR. I mean, from injury, let's let yeah. let's utilize him. And plus, it's against the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty pretty handled. For some reason, with Zach Wilson at helm, there's there's not really an offense. Yeah, that's a little worrisome, huh? It, it um, is because yeah. when you put Mike White back there, or even Joe Flacco, right? Joe Flacco, they're able to score points. But yeah. Zach Wilson, it just seemed like. And the thing is, isn't Mike White also a rookie? Um. Yeah. Uh, oh, that I don't know. I'm not sure if he's if he's a rookie or if he's been in the league for a while. Yeah. Um, it's just you know, it, it was was this what they were thinking Zach Wilson was going to bring in his first year? Just not yeah. really effective offense. I mean, l- l- when you a real quick look at the stats for his receivers, when you look at the targets compared to the balls caught on almost all his receivers, at least the top three it's almost a 50 percent catch rate yeah which 
which isn't that great. Like, no. you want to be a little more efficient than that. So I that might tell me there's in, inaccuracy issues or he's not getting enough time to be comfortable to throw a good pass. Mm-hmm. He might be getting pressured a lot. Yeah. But but you're right. Uh, it's Every time Zach Wilson's playing, it seems like the ceiling of this offense takes a dip. Yeah. Like, they're not scoring that much points. You know yeah. it. So, yeah. you know, Jets going to have a rough next week against Dolphins. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Dolphins defense for you fantasy players, that might be a great start. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, Atlanta and Carolina. Yeah. Carolina's Whew. done. Carolina's, Carolina's done. done. Carolina's, Carolina's done. done. That offense is just non-existence now. Yeah. Um, I thought they were going to start trending in the right direction. We all did. The Falcons don't want to die. Um, Why won't you is, die? <laughs> Which I kind of just want them to. It's like, come on, like you've been putting up garbage games. Like mm-hmm. you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Just, just be out. Hey, this is just how bad out. the quarterback play was, though. Matt Ryan was the top guy at 190. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Like the total, the total yardage in this game. I think for both sides. I mean, PJ was, Walker came just... in, but still, it wasn't that great. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the the Panthers have there's issues on offense. There's mm-hmm. issues on offense. They and and I think heading into the next season, they can't have a mindset of oh, we're just gonna use CMC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're gonna they're they're gonna need to go get themselves pieces because they don't they got realize pieces. now that C, that CMC can't handle the the high volume because it gets them injured. Yeah, and they need a, the, the, that's the thing. The thing about Carolina. They've had the same problems since Cam left the first time. Yeah. That, so it's it's, it's, yeah, it's like I'm not even blaming the quarterback anymore because when Cam left the first time, we already knew about the problems. He comes back, it's the same problems. Yeah, basically, since the Panthers had Steve Smith, um, they haven't really had an offense. Mm-hmm. Like, the 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 Panthers they've been a middle of the pack team for a lot of years and it's because of their defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the def- like they never to me had a super high powered offense mm-hmm. at least in recent years. Uh, yeah, it's it's always been their defense and kind of the same script here. But even then, their defense is still average and right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why you see the record that you see. Their yeah. defense isn't playing the greatest, and their offense has been struggling all year. Yeah, the offense so is definitely not helping them out, though. Get. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, um, and the last game. Denver doing what we said they are going to do against the Lions. Yeah. Whoop on them. And the joke that I said where I'm like, hey, I should put Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. It was true. And it would have worked. It, it would have hella worked. worked. <laughs> The, hey, the thing is, in my head, I'm like, that's not a joke. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> that sounds like a really great idea. And it really worked, man. These Both these guys had a, a, a good day. Melvin Gordon, obviously, with the better day and the higher workload. But Javante Williams got there, too. Yeah. They, I mean, too. I mean, both guys at least get over 10 carries. Yeah. So they know what, the, yeah. they know what they're doing with each running back. And... You know, we know mm-hmm. Javante Williams will be that guy. But for the mm-hmm. time being, Melvin Gordon has his opportunity to shine as well. They can still play. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's become um, 
almost equivalent to the Bucks old situation where you you really didn't know who was gonna get the the touches. Fournette, Ronald Jones. Uh, but, but the difference is both of them are effective though. <laughs> both of them what? Are effective. Yeah, yeah. Now and, now so that's, now that's for with the Broncos, I think now I think for effective. Season, they really wanted Gordon to be the main guy, but when they saw Javante Williams playing, they 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 can't help it. They got to put him on. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So if they move forward, I mean Melvin Gordon is probably going to be like I had a fun time here. But you obviously you have a guy and I want to shine somewhere else. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what's going to go down. I mean, if he's still young enough, I wonder how old Melvin Gordon is. He's been in the league for a while. He might be 27, 28. Uh, he's, 20, he's 28. For okay. a running back, yeah, for a running back, that's kind of old. Like, basically, you have one more prime year in you. Yeah, and he probably got two more years. 30 yeah. is when teams start looking at you as a washed running back. <laughs> yeah, and we're looking at you different now. Yeah, we're looking at you different. All running it takes is one bad team, only... and he's done. <laughs> Yeah, because For if me, you if you put him on Houston, great years out of a running back, maybe three, if you, three absolutely great years. Mm-hmm. After that, they're they're not going to keep doing. Yeah, that. if Gordon goes to Houston or New York, might as well say your career's done. Because <laughs> yeah, because right. I know you're still you're going to be able to play. Is just being on those team will decrease your years so much. Yeah, because if it, if it yeah. wasn't if it wasn't for the Jets, Frank Gore would still be playing. True, true, but hey, he's he's moved on to his second passion, which is boxing. Can't wait. <laughs> but all right, that pretty much wraps it for Week 14's NFL recap. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of a long recap huh? because there's just so much. There's so much going on right now because of the playoff yeah. race. The playoff race is very is getting very interesting. It's very tight. Very tight. I I don't know if I just don't remember clearly, but I I don't remember a time where both conferences and this many teams were still in the race this late into the season. Yeah. There's really a real shot for a lot of these teams. So it is going to be very interesting to see the, you know, down the stretch of the last games, who ends up with the playoff spot. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, just tune into the recaps every week. We got stuff dropping every single week. Follow the YouTube, the Instagram, the Twitter. Y'all know where to find us. Buds and sports. Fuck with your boys. Sports and buds. Yep. And and like always, fuck with your boys. This has been Francis and Spuddy with your week 14 NFL recap. We are out. Yep.